Love Talk Radio. Coming up next on the Fourfold Path, Episode 4, Prayer, a Primer. Welcome to the Fourfold Path and Dr. Michael Ike's spiritual tools and technologies that will increase the quality of your life. Welcome back, everybody, to episode four this time, Prayer a Primer. And really excited about this particular chapter. In the last chapters, we covered uh, mystical meditation, which is the basis and foundation to all spiritual technologies and practices. And in my opinion, and in the opinion of many other experts, the most crucial, the most important aspect. Next important is scientific prayer or affirmative prayer. And um, in this series about scientific prayer and affirmative prayer, this episode four, the primer, we're going to talk generally about prayer, compare um, different types of prayer. And then in the next episode, which is episode five, really uh, sink our teeth into the material. So um, back in the 1990s or so, there was a doctor um, named Larry Dossey, and he appeared on the Oprah show. He's since appeared on Oprah's show a number of times. Um, he is an expert on prayer, uh, as far as scientific prayer, as far as a scientist slash doctor is concerned. And because the series uh, that I'm doing is covering generally in this episode different types of prayers, we're going to start with Larry Dossey and Greg Braden uh, as an overview. Um, so generally speaking, there's two types of prayer. There's um, a prayer that affirms, and it's the energy and the feeling that it's happened already. And it's very, very empowering. And then there's the prayer that most people pray, and that's a prayer of petitioning. It's a prayer of fear. It's a, uh, a fear-based prayer that goes something like, oh, dear God, please, and then there's bargaining if you answer my prayer or can you please make me well or this person well and you know sometimes it's done from a distance as is all other types of prayer but the main difference is it's fear-based it's kind of a petitioning it's kind of like a please god sort of thing with the other prayer we're going to speak about in the series it's an affirmation it's affirming it's positive it's filled with compassion and gratitude, and th- there's the belief that the prayer has already happened and the emotions and feelings behind it. Now, getting back to Larry Dossey. Larry Dossey analyzed, um, I think it was a ridiculously huge figure, either 500,000 people or 5,000 people or 10,000. In any case, these clinical studies that he did, and there were, there were at least 5,000, probably more. They were what we call blind studies, and uh, in some cases, double-blind studies. But um, that refers to the fact that half the group, whatever they are, like half of 5,000, say um, 250, um, were uh, prayed for or prayed on, and the other 250 were not prayed for, but neither group knew. And that's why it's called a blind test. 
So it's almost like, was there a placebo effect? Meaning, because both groups believed they were being prayed for, or they were involved with the prayer group, is that why they got better, or didn't get better, or whatever. So, in any case, it was a double-blind test. Uh, well over 5,000 people minimum, maybe more. He's written a book as well about it. I'm trying to um, find the name of it, um, uh, and I will by the end of the series. He, he's written several famous books about prayer, Larry Dossie. Uh, Healing Words, The Power of Prayer and the Practice of Medicine. That's the main one. You want to buy it or Google it or uh, get it off of Amazon. It's really, really good. And, and this is what I'm talking about, is I'm talking about the, the um, material in that book. And so, uh, in this blind study, half the people were prayed for, half were not, and neither group knew either way. And uh, concurrent to this, there was also in the lab, um, tests, prayer done on plants, pre uh, prayer done on bacteria, and right then and there, results were had. That's the most exciting part initially, is that with prayer, and we'll get into the details of the type of prayer in a few moments, there was results. The bacteria grew and grew and grew. And, and so that in itself established that prayer works. Just on that level, on a cellular level, on a, on a level that says things do heal and get better, with the energy, the feeling, the intention of compassion, the intention of faith, the intention of a higher power for the greatest good taking over and fixing it or healing it. So on a very basic level, on a microscopic level, with bacteria, with fungus and with plants, prayer worked. He proved this time and time again in the clinics, uh, in clinical studies rather. And then there was the double-blind studies I spoke about involving people, and that worked. That absolutely worked. You'll see the details if you Google him or you buy his book. Um, prayer worked. And it was a simple kind of prayer um, at the time. Um, what was known, which was early 90s, um, at least uh, in the mainstream, was not necessarily religious, not necessarily secular, not necessarily, oh, please God, but just the feeling of faith that there is some kind of higher power, whether, whether it was defined as God or not. A lot of Christian people defined it as Jesus, or a lot of Christian people defined it as uh, like a Zeus type of man with a big white beard on a throne up in heaven but it still worked. Whatever the imagery and the belief system people used, other people used just the feeling of love and compassion, the feeling of faith, the feeling of, okay, let's just allow, let's let this higher power take over with love, and it worked. So that basically, in a nutshell, um, is Larry Dossie's uh, take on prayer. Uh, in the 1990s, he's since written other books. Also, around the 1990s or so on, um, there is a former archaeologist slash scientist slash metaphysician uh, with Hay House named Greg Braden. And that's when I sort of started, that's where my research started was initially with Greg Braden and all my interest in, in metaphysics, etc. Just for your reference, um, Greg Braden and uh, some of the other folks from Hay House 
including uh, the author Marianne Williamson of A Return to Love. They were my two introductions to metaphysics slash new thought. In any case, Greg Braden did a study on prayer and quite extensive online. I highly recommend you go to YouTube, um, type in Greg Braden, The Power of Prayer, um, or Prayer Greg Braden, uh, Google him, etc. And you will be amazed. You will be moved at the strides that Greg has made uh, in the last 20 or more years regarding prayer. And the proof, the clinical proof that Greg provides that has come out when he tours and he lectures, it's all about his findings. And I recall in one, which is very, very exciting, um, it was, I believe, in Japan or China, probably Japan, um, and I say probably because I seem to remember them saying it was a Japanese clinic. They were praying over a person who had some kind of tumor. And um, there was an x-ray or an MRI or some kind of live vision of, uh, at the moment of that um, tumor. And it seemed to be about yay big. And the person who was chanting, saying over and over again a word in Japanese, um, which I don't recall right now, Greg mentions exactly what the word is, and the intention is healed, or healed, 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 or something to the energetic effect of done, 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 or gone, gone, gone. Whatever that word is translated from Japanese to English has that intention, that energy behind it. And it's very powerful. They keep saying it over and over um, as if it's done, done, or healed, 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 healed. And they've got their hands over this, this area of the person. And simultaneously, you can see on that x-ray or the live MRI or whatever it is, you see the tumor dissipate right before your eyes. And it's over a few minutes. It's time-lapse photography. It doesn't take like seconds or minutes. It, it, um, if I recall, it took about 20 minutes, half an hour, maybe almost an hour. But wow, you see it. It's documented. And it's not a fake. Um, it, that group has nothing to gain by faking the whole thing. So they're doing it. So the intention and the power behind the healing is done, healed, 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 healed. And the person's healed. The tumor's gone. So that's another example of prayer, um, which does work. Um, as well, Braden speaks in other of his books and videos. I believe it's the Mayans, uh, certainly indigenous people to South America and Mexico, um, and that region, who pray for rain. And, and the gist of it is, and the question is, how do people pray for rain? Prayer is prayer. So the intention of bringing about a healing or bringing about an improvement of a situation um, is the same, the same process, if you will. So um, the intent was to bring about rain because there was a drought and it was quite scary for many people. And um, he outlined, he witnessed this. He saw a group of indigenous people to Mexico or South America, I forget which, standing standing in a field or wherever it is, and they're focused, they're envisioning or visualizing in meditative state that it's raining, and they're feeling the rain, 
They're feeling the relief. They're feeling the, the coolness of the raindrops. Every single raindrop, they feel themselves being drenched. And at the same time, the feeling of relief, the feeling of nourishment, the feeling of, oh my goodness, the rains are beautiful. They're here. Oh, I'm basking. I'm bathing in the rain. And uh, throughout their whole body, their feet even, they feel their feet soaked with the rain. Even though the physical reality is not that, in their mind, in their heart, in their energy centers, they're drenched. They're being drenched in rain. And they're breathing. They're breathing deeply. They're breathing into this. And after a little while, I forget the period of time, could be minutes, because I, I've seen indigenous people to Canada uh, bring this on in minutes. Uh, so I'm assuming it's a similar effect. A torrential downpour. The earth was saved, or at least in that area, and all was well. What does this all mean if we're putting this together in relation to my subject matter, the new thought subject matter of scientific prayer and affirmative prayer? Is that feelings, feelings, emotions garner results visualizing visualizing being in the moment the supposed moment creating that moment in the psychic energy level of your mind in oneness while you're meditating it becomes it merges with god and what was a thought what was an image what was a visual what was a feeling becomes reality it becomes manifest, or it, it materializes, or in some schools of thought, um, it's called the proof, if you will. So those are the elements involved with scientific prayer, affirmative prayer, that we're going to, going to be covering in the next couple of weeks, the next couple of episodes, and the emotions involved. An extra note I'd, I'd like to add here is um, what uh, Braden called to my attention and people's attention as well um, from an energy center level, from a chakric perspective as well. And I really liked this. It, it simplified and made sense those energy centers in our body called uh, the chakras for me. There are supposedly seven centers. There's one at the very top of your head. Um, there's one at your brow or third eye area. There's one at your throat area. They correspond to different colors and fre energy frequencies as well. There's one at your heart, uh, which is referred to as the soul chakra as well. One at your solar plexus or spleen, uh, if you want to call that the spleen area, solar plexus area. Around the navel area, it's actually two fingers just above the navel, but we call it the navel chakra area and the sexual area, uh, and then the root chakra area, or grounded uh, Mother Earth area. So um, the bottom three, the root, the hara, or navel area, including the sexual area, uh, and the spleen, those three, are considered Earth. They're considered physical, um, or they relate to the energy of the physical. The heart is right in the middle. It's the amplifier. It's the amplifier of emotion. It's pure emotion. So emotion, physical, and then there's the mental. Mental, the top three, um, which includes throat, third eye, and uh, crown chakra over top of the head uh, chakra. And um, uh, Greg Braden essentially says during prayer, they come together, the top three chakras, the bottom three chakras, and they get funneled out through all these emotions that we discussed of faith and of um, uh, conviction and of 
oh my goodness, it's happening, and you're in the moment. All these emotions get funneled out and get created um, uh, in the form of um, the materialization or the manifest or the results. So I thought that was really neat. Mental, physical, emotional. We're going to wrap up in a few minutes. I'm, I'm going to kind of tease to the next episode, which we're going to speak about um, in a little while. Scientific prayer or affirmative prayer? Is it a shortcut? How effective is it? In new thought and slash religious science, in other words, for religious science, is science of mind. Science of mind, religious science was founded by Ernest Holmes, who ran with the previously established Christian science and um, new thought, which actually started in 1800s with Phineas Parker's Quimby. I would Google all that or definitely refer to my books. I give a, a very good history of, of a new thought and religious science and Christian science in many of my books, including The Science of the Soul, Spiritual Mind Science, and um, each one built from the other with knowledge. But originally, if we go way back, um, and not just from late 18 mid to late 1800s with the establishment of new thought, uh, or higher thought as it was um, referred to in uh, Great Britain, um, it's really based in tens or hundreds of thousands of year old wisdom of the sages of the ages, I like to say. So it's not just like all of a sudden 1800s came along and people decided, okay, we're going to pray this way, or, oh, meditation, oh, hypnosis, which was actually called something else back then, because uh, hypnosis as a thing, as a clinical thing, um, wasn't that well established. It was established by a fellow named Mesmer. That was his last name. Again, Google that. Um, so it was referred to as mesmerism, and there was the misthought or misstep that, oh, you know, the, the person, or hypnotist or mesmerist, that hypnotizes someone, they're putting a blanket of energy of something, uh, and they related it to different fluids in the body. It got very, very complex. That was because of lack of knowledge at the time. And so they'd sweep along the person in an effort to hypnotize them or mesmerize them. And they did get mesmerized or hypnotized probably because of emotion. But we know better now. So in its infancy in the 1800s of mesmerism, that was combined with prayer in new thought beliefs. Um, and so affirmative prayer was established in most New Thought churches, religious science churches, Christian science churches, and is still used to this day. I've written many, many papers, theses, and dissertations on it. Many of my degrees are based on all this information, all this research. It's exciting. It works. And we are going to tackle it over the next few lessons. As far as the spiritual technologies are concerned, combined with meditation and envisioning to be on the fourfold path. Expand your consciousness and awareness with Dr. Michael's more than 40 paperback books of a self-help, mystical, new thought, and metaphysical nature available from Amazon. Thank you so much for joining me this time. I'm so glad you came. Peace and Rich's blessings. Welcome to the Fourfold Path and Dr. Michael Ike's spiritual tools and technologies that will increase the quality of your life.